have such sights to show you. Popping a scary horror podcast here. I'm your host, Cole, and with me as always, I have my good friend and co-host Aaron. Whip nay nay. <laughs> now watch me whip. Yeah. Now watch me nay nay. Whoa. <laughs> that just reminds I just as soon as you said that it reminded me of the Robotnik picture of Jim Carrey where he puts his hand out. Have you seen that? <laughs> well now I I thought that's what you were referencing because I know you're talking. Uh yeah, yeah, like it was promo art. Uh let me see. Dr. Robotnik uh oh, Nay Nay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that let that's me, a Google search on your phone. Now. I, I I know, right? Here. <laughs> there it is! Whip! <laughs> yeah. No. Now watch me whip? Now watch me nay nay. <laughs> yeah. So that's the image that popped in my mind. I think I saw it on a Twitter. It's like, he looks like he's about to pop the... The strongest Nene of all time, or sickest, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but anyway, so that was a great uh, introduction there. Thanks, I, uh, and trying to mix it up, you know. Yeah, of course. And so, um, I'm I'm pretty excited about this episode. Um, diving into it specifically, especially since uh, we're watching an American Werewolf in London, which mm-hmm. I learned after the episode when I was trying to tease it, you had never heard about it before, no. whatsoever. Um, so it's, it's pretty, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, but before we dive into the movie itself, cause obviously you don't have any history with it, mm-hmm. um, with werewolves, uh, specifically, this is actually our first werewolf movie we're watching for the podcast, which it, it feels, uh, sacrilegious, I guess, to watch this movie over like the Wolfman since it's like the original Wolfman movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, this one was just like, I think this fits good, you know, because students are traveling and stuff. And that's actually what the film focuses on is two students traveling oh. specifically. So, you know, like those uh, uh, traveling the world trips they do in college and stuff. Sure. So it's around Back this time of year. across Europe. Yeah, that's Woo! exactly. That's exactly it. So hey. I, that's why I wanted to choose this film. So uh, is the real enemy of the Americans actually their white privilege? absolutely personified as a werewolf (laughs) yeah yeah of course um but i was gonna ask um what is your overall thoughts and feelings on the werewolf mythos um i mean this way you know it's just one of those classic monster things you got werewolves you got vampires you got zombies you got those sorts of things um i feel like werewolves have been fairly underexplored in the modern like when was the last time a werewolf movie came out i mean like there's like yeah. twilight but mm-hmm. i guess beyond that yeah or something that focuses on werewolves you know werewolves seem to just be like in the background of things mm-hmm. versus like we were just talking about morbius we, we got vampires out here. yeah vampires are <laughs> everywhere for sure we got zombies <laughs> everywhere we got there's all kinds of other creatures that are like long-term mm-hmm. mythos that that get popped around we don't really see a lot of vampires or, or sorry we don't yeah. really see a lot of werewolves anymore no no not really um it's funny because um growing up i i always thought that uh werewolves were pretty cool and in fact uh, whenever i was younger do you remember the stretch screamers 
like the ones where you'd grab it and you stretch it. It's kind of like the equivalent of like our uh, stretch Armstrong that they would have and stuff, but it was like all these horror icons and you stretch it and it go. Ah! Is it just like a, like an action figure thing, like a doll that you Yeah, stretch? yeah, it was like a doll specifically, and then they would have like a ball of like liquid and then like a hole, so whenever you squeeze it, it like pussed out uh. there specifically. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if I can uh, find a picture for Aaron, but I, I was obsessed with these things. Like, completely obsessed. Oh, yeah, this is the one I had right here. Right there? Yeah. yeah. And so, basically, um, this one specifically had a hole in its side where you scream, and it was, like, yellow ball of, like, <laughs> liquid. <laughs> so, but they had, like, loads of these overall. They even had, like, McDonald's toys Whoa. of them. So, yeah. Um, so, that was pretty much, like, one of my first exposures to the werewolf oh, there. And oh. so, I, I pretty much agree with you. Um, I think it's definitely... Uh, an interesting idea to explore that you don't really get to see movies explore too terribly much there. And so while this film isn't the Wolfman, I also feel like um, since I've seen it already once, um, I feel like, um, you know, this will be a fair introduction to werewolves. Like yeah. I said, you've seen them before, but mostly in the background of other movies right, right. and stuff. But um, since you don't really have too much to add on, you know, your thoughts and, everything on American Werewolf in London because uh -huh. this is like kind of you going in blind right. and stuff. Um, I'll, I'll tell the audience basically my relation to this. This was a film whenever I was really like looking into horror movies to watch like oh what to watch and everything. This is one I kept like hearing pop up every now and again and so it was one of those like oh yeah I'll add it on the list you know watch it later mm -hmm. and I just kept putting it off not because like of anything else it's just one of those things like oh yeah I'll get to it later you know and it just keeps cycling through all the movies you watch specifically right. and then uh, finally I was like you know what I really want to watch this movie so I, I borrowed a copy from my friend and uh, needless to say um, without going into too much spoilers I did like the film okay. since I've already given hints that I feel like this is a good introduction and everything else. And I just bought the 4K from Arrow Video. Yeah, Shout out to Arrow Video. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, they're a very cool company that comes out with cool re-releases of movies and helps remaster them. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the werewolf noise, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dio. <laughs> um but yeah i mean aside from that i don't really have too much else to say because i don't want to get yeah go ahead oh you got something say, Ooh. Yeah, cole had me listen to the uh the, the london werewolf song oh yeah werewolves of london werewolves of london oh uh, and i guess i had heard it before <laughs> i said it last time i've never heard of this song at all and I have heard it, but I always just thought it was Sweet Home Alabama playing in the background, and there was just some a woo, you know? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> it goes, the dun dun, dun dun, dun 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 dun. And I was thinking, like, it was 1983. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different yeah. song. It's like the equivalent of um, Under Pressure and yeah, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, I never know which one it is. 
I didn't even know there were two different songs. I mm-hmm. thought it was all Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. So I tried to throw you hints and stuff, but I was not helping you. You were, <laughs> so I just had to do charades. I'm in the dark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the so, only thing that could shed, shed some light on me is a full moon. You took my line. I was <laughs> going to do that. I it. I'm um, a sneaky little werewolf. Yes. <laughs> yes, let's, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Wolfie. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we'll be back, folks, whenever... Uh, we watched 1981's An American Werewolf in London. Ow! Werewolves of London. Home, Alabama. <laughs> Hello, governor! And we just came back uh, across seas. Thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Uh, be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. I was all like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we gotta get sexual, because that movie was sexual. There was more dong in that movie than a grandfather clock. You know, it was like, ding, dong, ding. We just watched an American wolf in London. stretch. Like how his hand stretched when he turned into a werewolf. Let's talk about that movie, huh? Yeah. So, without getting to the nitty-gritty of spoilers and stuff, overall general thoughts coming from this movie. That was a movie. <laughs> that was a movie that uh, should, should we give should we give a little context first? Just like a just like quick intro what the movie's about. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say you will withhold your statement at the current moment. Yes, yes. All right. So, um for peeps that don't know exactly what an American werewolf in London is about, it's about uh two college students that are basically backpacking across uh Europe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh wanting to get a feel of the land and so really they're <laughs> yes, exactly. Feel the, the moors. Oh. oh. <laughs> and so they're in uh, England and whenever they're uh going across england they come across this uh bar which they hope to stay at since it's like laid out and it's from there that they start to notice that uh the people in the bar um they're a little wary of outsiders Mm -hmm. specifically and so it's from that point on whenever they realize that uh the people that are acting off and superstitious is for a very good reason, as they will later find out. Uh, so that's pretty much how the film starts. And from that point on, uh, without uh, spoiling too much, uh, there is indeed a werewolf there that is. is encountered there. So we won't... Uh, I, I suppose it's like one of those weird things where we could talk about the film, but then we have to skip over certain points while talking about it. Right. I don't know how you mm-hmm. wanted to handle that. Cause there's mm-hmm. there's um, an important info bomb at the beginning. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like one of the weird things overall because uh, something happens at the beginning of the film which I'm sure you weren't expecting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess so. Yeah, just kind of like one of those uh, kind of expecting and kind of not. Just wondering Um, how we talk about some of the other characters later on without mm -hmm. explaining what happens in the beginning. Man, this is a weird one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is going to be kind of like a weird, not non-spoiler, spoiler section. I think we're going to have to kind of have zero spoilers and then light spoilers. Okay, okay. And then... So we can tear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, tear it zero a little bit. Zero spoiler section, light spoiler section, mm-hmm. 
And then the actual spoiler section. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll just gradually walk into it there. So this um, is layer one of the onion. This is the no spoilers. Yeah. That's all the context you need for the no spoilers section. Mm-hmm. Um, my general thoughts to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a, a fun 80s monster flick. Mm-hmm. There was uh, the script writing was awful the, <laughs> the the acting was they found a guy that was willing to play the lead role for such a low amount of money i'm sure um and was also willing to hang dong repeated <laughs> times for that amount of money um and that was the lead actor mm. yep. do you know who uh wrote the film uh my cousin no 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 uh, he, it uh, is uh, John Landis. Oh, John Lennon wrote the film. That's why it sucked dick, and no. people got shot. No, like John. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> John Landis directed uh, National Lampoon's Animal House, uh, okay. The Blues Brothers, and Trading Places, and okay, uh, okay. Three Amigos, and Coming to America. Oh. And I didn't even know this part, but apparently he did the directing for Michael Jackson's music videos for Thriller and Black and White. Okay, I can see the Thriller kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this sort of monstery theme. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was, it was fun. There, mm-hmm. were, there was fun to be had. There were scares to be had. There mm-hmm. were laughs to be had. Sometimes probably not where they were intended to be. Yeah. British people are just funny to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I had a good time with it, especially, <laughs> you could just tell the whole script was written by a man. I mean, talk about male gaze, <laughs> am I right, ladies? Like, without giving too much away, it's just like. Oh, super attractive person. And every other line she says is, I find you very attractive. And then they fucking bang. And then it's just her whole point of her character. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 I, I, I would agree with some points there. Uh, with me, whenever I went into the film initially, I had zero idea on what I was going to get. And mm-hmm. I was definitely surprised by... A lot of the scenes that happen in the film, I <laughs> yeah, was definitely yeah. not prepared for, but it just kind of blew my mind because I can't really name a lot of films I've seen act like this unless it was like specifically like just a comedy period. Yeah, that's fair. Specifically. Just like sort of the way they pull the rug out from under you. Yes, exactly. So like I, I found that very impressive overall whenever it came to that so having like those different tonal shifts there because i felt like the film could be genuinely creepy or uh not like horrifying and stuff but Mm -hmm. definitely uh a bit scary a little bit so i felt like i was good but also the comedy whether intentional and non-intentional in some areas um, I, I felt like there was a lot of laughs to be had, uh, specifically. I especially feel like, uh, the two main actors were introduced to, uh, David and Jack. Um, they have really good banter with themselves yeah, at yeah. the very beginning of the film that I felt like just sounded natural. I love their chemistry, honestly. They were, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of those scenes were just not scripted. They were like, all right, say these lines and then just, like, pound mm-hmm. around. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there, there's definitely a lot of fun to be had, and so, um... Focusing on the plot overall, again, it's kind of hard to focus it. So what we'll do is, I guess we'll do a two-parter to the plot, where mm-hmm. basically 
we talk about just the plot vaguely and then people that don't mind a little bit of spoilers like diving a little further in Mm -hmm. we'll kind of talk about more of the surprises that happen towards the beginning of the film and then whenever we get too heavy spoilers that's going to be kind of us talking about the ending and everything yes exactly so uh focusing on story like keeping it fairly light um i felt like it it was good. I I felt like it what it flowed as it needed to specifically mm-hmm. there. Maybe had like um, a few moments that had a little too much breathing, but really I felt like it had a good like pace to it there. Like mm-hmm. moved around. Yeah, overall I thought the pacing was fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. throughout so, the entire movie. And yeah. I do like the concept of like you know these two Americans just touring Europe and they're basically all alone mm-hmm. um in a foreign land specifically i do think yeah the yeah. The, the setting that they mm-hmm. set up right in the beginning is, oh is like perfect for horror and i also mm-hmm. feel like it's relatively untapped yeah like I, in, in our entire experience watching movies in this podcast we have yet to watch one set in the uk for example but mm-hmm. also just like set in like the sort of like you know rural wilderness yeah like apparently it, it was uh, filmed in wales yeah okay mm-hmm feels very welsh doesn't it yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's uh it, yeah, yeah yeah lots of there was a lot of sheep right at the very beginning so mm-hmm. you can tell it's Wales. Uh, yeah but no i felt like it was a good and uh, i know you mentioned we had the 4k copy from arrow and uh yeah i felt like they did a really good restored job because it's especially probably a big jump for me because whenever i watched it i borrowed it on dvd so okay. it was pretty much uh, pretty close night and day difference. Although surprisingly, uh, the DVD wasn't that bad of a restoration, mm-hmm. uh, copy of it either. But no, the scenery is definitely awesome at the beginning. Like I love seeing that natural landscape there, specifically just mm-hmm. the green rolling hills, and yeah. then even whenever they walk up to the small village where they have a the slaughtered, slaughtered lamb, lamb. Yeah. like which by the way i love the name of that bar and the sign they have out front mm-hmm. yeah yeah no they it's a sign with a wolf's head on a pike in the front really sets the tone for a werewolf movie mm-hmm. no it, it really does and um there's just a lot of stuff i like about the overall just idea and plot which i guess john landis had this idea for a while before he mm-hmm. was able to do it um like, I think he started maybe as early as, like, 1969 or Whoa, something. 69. Like, writing... Um... Nice. <laughs> Why did I walk into that one? Why did I do that? I don't know when you're walking. You should be laying uh, down for that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, from where the plot progresses and stuff and just kind of the overall thoughts and feelings that they have to go through and stuff, Um, I yeah. thought it was very well done. I thought it was uh, pretty good. And, um, again, I feel like that's all we could kind of trudge on without hitting some strong uh, points there in the mid-spoilers, first mid-spoilers in the series ever for us. Yeah. Um, So I guess we'll jump over to characters, which for me, I thought the characters were all likable. Uh, I enjoyed them, and, you know... Do I think they're like, oh, best horror characters ever written? No, not necessarily, but I felt like all of them were likable, set the point across, and I was genuinely interested in what happened to them. It wasn't one of those things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like zero investment in it. Um, Especially, I think, having, um, you know, 
uh, both Jack and uh, David together mm -hmm. specifically. They had really good chemistry with each other, and you felt like they were just like a regular bunch of college dudes and stuff mm -hmm. just exploring Europe there. And so um, David, I thought, especially did a good job where he's trying to be more of the reasonable one and Jack's more of the goofball yeah, and yeah. stuff specifically. So it was a very good dynamic, especially whenever it came to talking to other of the locales. Right, right. But they were both funny in their own way specifically, and it had a good sense of charisma about themselves. Yeah, I agree. And you, you were kind of along with them on this adventure. And, you know, I would say that I feel like their charisma sort of fell off uh, later on in the film for reasons mm -hmm. we can dive into. Yeah. Mid spoilers. But, um, yeah, I mean, they were, um, yeah, I, I really loved that setting right in the beginning and that little town with the slaughtered land. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like, it, it just had me sold at the very beginning the first time I watched it. Mm -hmm. Whenever I watched it, I was, like, engrossed. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I love that they set up that with the film. And, again, just seeing them just naturally explore. And also, small small little thing. I love their wardrobe they chose. Like, the little puffy jackets, you know. <laughs> yeah. David's bright red one. And then uh, Jack's, like... like olive green mm -hmm. yeah they're just like having their big backpacks moving along there like ferris bueller's day off and they just pop into this pub and everybody there i even said it out loud to cole i was like these people look british yeah, <laughs> yeah. like not just the clothes they're mm -hmm. wearing the setting or anything you just look on their face and you ever see somebody that just looks british <laughs> no no and it, it i felt like uh both uh jack and david uh played respectively by uh griffith dune and Oh, also David Naughton, who was named David. How about oh, that? Whoa, I, I know. Wow, wow, double day. You, um, they they did a good job, really, just not fitting in. If that makes sense, like yeah. you just feel like they're like the black sheep in the room overall. <laughs> sheep What's whales. It? I get it. <laughs> whoa, I didn't even mean that, bro. <laughs> but no, they do a good job just making themselves feel like they stick out. Uh, you know, yeah. just as a couple of uh, good old American boys. <laughs> Love me, you're an American boy. American boy, take me to the But um, it's interesting because I think we could you know definitely talk about this and their relationship that yeah. they have throughout the film they're gay. but it's yeah yeah their gay they, relationship yeah it's super gay no i mean they they are happy at the beginning no no yeah exactly of course of Mary course. and gay yeah <laughs> yeah i love it and they're in the pound mm. and they just want to ask or in, in the pound <laughs> in the pub they're in the pub in the beginning and they just want to ask some simple questions what's that symbol on the wall there they're american actually mm -hmm. they didn't say it like that yeah and then, <laughs> and then everybody just stops and looks at them you know you, you felt the uncomfort of being in the slaughtered lamb and you find yourself in the mm -hmm. slaughtered lamb a couple times in the movie at least and uh, each time it's you know yeah it's absolutely uncomfortable it's a little off no for sure and uh, like i feel like the entire pub like whenever they start asking questions does a really good job of just closing up and they're like mm, nope right. you know you're not one of us you know it's best you leave basically so beware the moon boy yeah exactly and i love how superstitious they all are mm -hmm. uh while also not talking about why they're nervous or uncertain this, i'll just take this moment to say that anything english set uh, it should be ripe for horror, especially mythical mm -hmm. horror. 
because that's where I mean that's where a lot of these fairy tales and stuff come werewolves included come from ancient lore mm-hmm. and, and you know I would love to see more things set you know kind of like the village or some shit where you know mm-hmm. it's like you know this rural countryside don't go into the woods because that's where the fairy queen will murder you type shit mm-hmm. because that's exactly where these fairy tales were created to do was like don't go into the woods kids because yeah. you're gonna fucking die <laughs> Um, that's what these, you know, original tales were created. And I love to see more inspiration from that in horror. Yeah, no, I, I felt like it had a really good vibe to it overall. Just Mm -hmm. like, again, doing that. Cause we've seen supernatural films and stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if we have too many of the like legends say, you know, Mm -hmm. type horror, like maybe just a you if any but for the most part it's been mostly kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm. out of left field boom it's there so i, I really even, love that even, atmosphere even like nosferatu you know was mm-hmm. set back in the day in old castles and there's a creepy character mm-hmm. that kind of stuff even is just like you know why don't we why don't we do some more period piece mm-hmm. uh a horror i love the lighthouse yeah. for that reason too Period. It really sets you away and makes you feel isolated, I feel, which is, like, key to making horror horrific. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And so I feel like it's uh, done very well overall. And uh, just getting to see um, uh, David and Jack's uh, friendship also kind of have to go through all of this Mm -hmm, mm because their friendship definitely does uh, take a turn, specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to see where it goes from there. Um, so I thought that was also very well done overall because it led to have more questions asked and stuff. So it wasn't just pure kind of, you know, just nonsensical stuff. Although we can talk about some stuff that definitely tests that limit. There's a lot of nonsensical stuff in this movie, actually. Well, I mean, like... (laughs) But, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean specifically (laughs) there. But um, character-wise, the two main uh, college boys felt like they did good. Another one I did like, even though, again, I know you you mentioned that you feel like she's kind of one note, is uh, Nurse Alex, Mm -hmm. who you get to meet later in the film and you know while i can't say oh yeah one of the strongest uh <laughs> females in horror and stuff like that i also just enjoyed her i, th- I, I thought she was sweet I liked, and nice i, th- I thought yeah. she had a nice presence i really do mm-hmm. but i can't help to feel like she was cast particularly because it was hot woman nurse willing to show her boobies <laughs> oh for sure definitely <laughs> and that def- was the whole point of her like even just written mm-hmm. bare bones of the script that was the whole point of her character it was like hi I'm just going to ask you to my flat for some reason, even yes. though you're a psychotic bitch. <laughs> yeah, We're going to fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I could definitely, I, I won't, uh, I, I won't argue with that bullet point <laughs> there, but at the same time, I, I still feel like she's a likable character, oh, which is, is definitely yeah. good. Like I, even though she did end up feeling like one note sometimes she was, pleasant to watch pleasant to hear and i was was like oh yeah i don't mind watching seeing what she's doing there right so um definitely major kudos to uh jenny akuder who Mm -hmm. uh played her specifically so she did a good job with the role she was given i just i I think the flaws in the role is is my Mm -hmm. criticism but yeah for sure definitely and then even um 
Uh, John Woodvine, who you see later in the film, play the uh, doctor that mm. you meet later on, uh, Dr. Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he was also pretty good. Again, more he, he was, solid note, kind of more plot-dependent. He was a one-note yeah. one kind of guy, yeah. There, but uh, he, I, I did like his uh, phone bit he had specifically when people are trying to call him. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, just tell him I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's one of those things that... You're not going to find the deepest characters, you know, no. not nothing where it's like, oh man, what are they psychologically, you know, what does it mean? And mm-hmm. so it's a weird thing to kind of go from the lighthouse where we had to dissect everything uh, to this one where there's not that much to dissect, which is not a bad thing. Right. Like and I said, I think it makes for a fun, scary film. Right. And the, and the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that they put in there that you could dissect they then like immediately ham-fisted i can't really give you yeah trust me because i went through the same emotions you did the first time round. so it was kind of interesting i feel like great horror or great movies in general will just sprinkle in like a little detail that you could think about and then discuss later and be like oh yeah at this point really hinted foreshadowed or whatever this time they were like they did that and then they would just like look directly at the camera like jim they didn't literally do this this what it felt like you know like just jim to the camera and they were like I'm setting up this for later. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Like, okay. I can definitely see that. Um, <laughs> but really, whenever it comes to other characters you meet, there's not too many, uh, I would say. Again, you meet a lot of the villagers who, again, they just kind of set the plot point of yeah. they're the ones who are very superstitious and weary like of Barkey. supernatural. Oh, oh, yeah, she was super funny. We don't have any food. <laughs> we have nothing that's hard. So and... <laughs> you have tea then? That no. <laughs> but I can make some. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I feel like I'll, I think like one of the strongest things I could say about the film since we're basically done talking about majority of characters since they're mostly one note. Although, I got to mention this point, Frank Oz is in the film, which is super fun. And uh, for uh, fellows and peeps that don't know exactly who Frank Oz is, uh, he is uh, famously known for doing Fozzie Bear's voice. Did a lot of the puppets for the uh, Muppets and other stuff like that. He also voiced like Sam Eagle on the Muppets. Uh, he also helped out with uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the movie with Rick Moranis and stuff. Oh, whenever yeah. I think he actually directed that movie mm-hmm. specifically there. So uh, he's he's not like one of the most popular people, but for me, it's like, oh yeah, I really like his work a lot. So it, it was like fun. because There's a weird Muppets cameo in the movie. It <laughs> is. And he, they're, they're, Kermit and Miss Piggy are credited mm-hmm. yes. in the credits they're as just, themselves. Right. So I found it funny because Frank Oz also is the voice of Miss Piggy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I also found it really funny, but Frank Oz is really only there for one scene, although I feel like he makes the most out of it. <laughs> his character doesn't make any sense either. No. <laughs> I kind of... He's one... There's a few side characters in there that I don't really want to get into in this section, but, like, that I just really didn't like. Oh, like, really? he's kind of one of them. I was just like... Really? I was like, what? I, he I never know. comes back. He's... <laughs> no, it was just no funny. Just like, either. hi... I couldn't, and that's one of those were, that was also one of the scenes where I couldn't tell, like, is this movie, like, supposed to be silly, or is it supposed to take itself serious? I, 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 I think it's both. Uh, yeah, it's both, but, it, like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know why, <laughs> it's, some of it felt like I, I was watching The Room, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this movie, like, supposed to be dumb, or, like, like, does, there were moments where it definitely was self-aware, but then there are other moments where I was, where it was, like, serious, it was actually scary and stuff, and I don't know how much of that yeah was intentional and like 
how much and it just made me laugh at some of the parts that I wonder if we're supposed to be serious like one like there's one part in particular that I just could not stop laughing at that had a lot of violence in it <laughs> that like we could talk about oh the, yeah any I, major spoilers but yeah uh, i think that's definitely a major spoilers one right, like right. we do well, not i still look thinking back on it can't tell if that was supposed to be comedic or not <laughs> i don't know man um because there was other scenes that were more subtle i right, mean right. i mean there i say subtle it's not super subtle but right. just a little subtle but then there's that yeah yeah and it's weird because so. it's definitely a horror movie right mm-hmm. but there's uh you know people die in horror movies and some of the deaths were were scary and horrific and some of the deaths were really funny and mm-hmm. i just don't i don't know if the funny ones were supposed to be yeah <laughs> no it, it definitely was interesting and it's funny because the first time uh i watched it i remember watching it and i being like oh my gosh but um <laughs> whenever you were laughing it just like you know you're with a friend who you laugh at something and you're like yeah, that is pretty funny. Now that you, <laughs> I hear the laughter, I can totally understand that. Uh, but yeah, there's a a lot of stuff like that that is uh, super crazy. But um, getting back to uh, what I was uh, talking about is, uh, I think one of the strongest, strongest things, in my honest opinion, about the movie, even though the characters are flat, is the overall script. I feel like there's a lot of good lines uh specifically that are very uh quotable and stuff specifically yeah, I, yeah. I i think it's like because like story wise again like i feel like it's good wouldn't change anything about the story yeah, you know fine, yeah. goes through uh characters could definitely have more depth but i feel like for the story that's being told it does fine and everything mm-hmm. um but the i feel like the characters dialogues while sometimes it can be more like i'm just telling the plot right now mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like fun lines. maybe we should move on to the mid yeah yeah let's uh let's go through no spoilers whatsoever like zero spoilers going through um i felt like the use of music tracks was fun mm-hmm. you know blue moon played a lot throughout the film i thought the music mixing was awful <laughs> really i thought it was really bad. i i i i might be biased because i like the song blue moon well i i, so. I like the song too i just thought it was almost exclusively played too loudly and at inappropriate moments <laughs> uh i will say the last time you hear it is definitely it, it was the, the first one i was like wow <laughs> Wow, so I, I will say that one, but it's like one of those weird things where it goes so far that somehow I like it, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. I can see that, I can see it that. It just does a full circle, yeah, yeah, something like that, so I think, because I agree, <laughs> but I wouldn't change it. But Okay, so you agree, but you liked the effect, because I thought the effect kind of fell flat, like if they were going for that, where it was kind of like shocking transition, you know what I mean? I thought, mm-hmm. it, to me, just, and if it felt that way to me, I think I would like it too. But, no, I, I just, I just think, it, inappropriate. I, I think it's just more humorous than anything, like right, I said, because right. like John Landis, all the films I made, they're all comedies. Right. So that's what makes this kind of a unique film overall there. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically um so it's definitely interesting to see that but uh music you know it's just good songs overall i wouldn't say it was the most effective and stuff except for like i think it's the second time they played blue moon i feel like it's a good callback to the first time you hear it Mm -hmm. but anyhow um 
But other than that, uh, the the very last thing, uh, and I'll talk talk about this more in maybe mid major spoilers, depending on the context. Uh, there is uh, special effects that are implemented, not a whole lot, but a few, uh, done by Rick Baker. Uh, very very well done. Uh, I really liked it a ton. Mm-hmm. It was used it was used sparingly, which I think also helps add to the effectiveness of it overall. Uh, major fan of it. Uh, so major kudos to Rick Baker. In fact, I actually got to see one of the effects at Universal Studios in Orlando mm-hmm. at the horror makeup show mm-hmm. stuff specifically, and they talked about it. And so, uh, uh, in case you've never gone to the show in Universal Studios, highly recommend it. Uh, but I won't talk about what that effect was specifically. But it definitely good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I thought a lot of them were excellent. Um, mm-hmm. There, yeah, there are definitely a couple scenes that I'd like to talk about in the other spoiler yes. territories that I thought were really well. But I also mm-hmm. thought there were some that were that did not. I'll just say did not stand the test of time. But <laughs> I got a yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's definitely more I could talk about that <laughs> yeah. was majorly disappointing to yeah. me the first time I watched it. Um, let's see, is there anything? I I think it's so hard to say like very light spoilers because I feel like you have to get one major spoiler uh, from the beginning out of the way to talk about the rest of the film. So uh, overall, um, you you, I we'll just leave it uh, at a blank there specifically for people that don't want to be spoiled. There, Mm -hmm. Uh, would you recommend people go watch this film? I don't even know. I could I could give you my answer, but I mm-hmm. couldn't even give you the reasons for like, mm-hmm. my score. Yeah, or so I guess we're doing I, uh, we'll probably not do scores. Okay, we'll do okay. it after mid spoilers. We're if just I, trying to do just recommending people go watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind uh, some raunchiness and some like uh, graphic, uh, there is a lot of graphic. There is there even language. It runs the mm-hmm. gambit. There's dong, there's boobs, there's gore. There's, you know, if you don't mind any of that stuff in a horror movie and you're looking for something that's equal parts, like, funny, like, laughable mm-hmm. and scary, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy um, the setting at the beginning. I enjoy the um, the premise and the plot overall. And I do think it's a more of a more of a fun one than some of the past few that we've been watching that you could mm-hmm. sit down and, and watch and not have to pay that close attention to or anything like mm-hmm. that um and have a good time yeah I'm, i i would not recommend it um yeah i would if you're if you're looking for a specific type of movie because it is a movie from the 80s not everybody wants mm-hmm. to watch you know uh, an older movie that might not have yeah, the highest budget sure. but if that's what you want to watch i would say go for it it was fun yeah yeah i i i definitely agree with that um i came from like and after watching it a second time i was curious I don't, I, I will, it's one of those films, like, you know how there's some films that's like, oh, it gets better every single time and stuff. This is like a film that's like going to be like, stays the same, maybe a little bit lower, but still hitting that mark. You know what it reminded me of Mm. in terms of quality and, uh, entertainment both? Yeah. It reminded me of Star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I don't think that movie is a good movie, (laughs) but... 
I watch it all the time. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, the Star... I, it is, like, a guilty pleasure to watch the prequels. Because yeah, it's fun, you yeah. know? It's mm-hmm. a good time. No, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. American Werewolf. American Werewolf. Uh, my personal recommendation for it is, if you have not seen it and looking for something new, definitely is worth a stop by. Again, it's it. I would say it does have scary moments, but it's not, like... Oh my gosh, pure, terrifying, horrific, unsettling. Because uh, I would say even The Lighthouse just gives you that uncomfortable feeling all the way throughout. Oh, yeah. This is just kind of like a, ah, kind of. They give you a lot of jump, jump scares. scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. But there is a lot of just fun, you know, 80s comedy vibes mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. But not like the bad comedies of the 80s. Some of them, like more of the classic ones, I feel like, where I enjoyed it there. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's not like, you know makes me die laughing there but there's a lot of good bits especially uh the zoo <laughs> the zoo yeah. i i love the zoo <laughs> so good um anyhow so overall recommendation yeah definitely watch it if you haven't uh uh that's all i really can say specifically yeah. about yeah. it is i like it definitely check it out if you can i know it's streaming on uh, the peacock Peacock, cock, cock, my peacock. <laughs> there it is again. Yeah. Uh, mid spoilers. The reason why we've been dancing around stuff and having to do stuff vague is the fact that pretty much at the beginning of the film, uh, Jack is killed by a werewolf. Yeah. Specifically. Right away. Yeah. So uh, whenever that happened, uh, were you surprised by it? I don't know that I was super surprised. I'm a little surprised because they did have good chemistry and they were setting it up to be to be like these mm-hmm. are the two characters or whatever um but i wasn't that surprised because the title of the movie was like american werewolf in london so i was like one of these guys has to turn into a werewolf because they're the two americans in this, this situation yeah <laughs> and they also have to end up in london somehow so like those are the two things in mid spoilers i wanted to talk about <laughs> <laughs> the title <laughs> yeah yeah because like as much as i love the scene in the beginning you don't really spend a whole lot of time in that village or in the moors or backpacking mm. across Europe. I thought that would have been a much scarier time. You spend it in London and like in Piccadilly Circus and stuff, <laughs> which is not particularly scary. And, mm. and the way they present it, it's not that scary either. But Yeah, um, so basically, um, whenever the people being superstitious hear the howling wolf, uh, you know, it, it definitely overall helps to set the mood and just like the shiver they that goes uh, collectively through the pub there Mm -hmm, specifically mm -hmm. is well done uh although you did actually mention one point because whenever they decide to uh kick the americans out because they're like we don't want you here you know you're outsiders um they tell them to stick to the road Mm -hmm. and then they don't stick to the road right and mind the moon or whatever yes exactly um so and it was one of those things I never noticed the first time round that they just directly walk off the road. It's not even like, oh, got to take a leak right. on the side. And there's no prompt. They just are just like walking down the road. And it makes no sense either because they leave and they're freezing and they're like, we'll just find a, a, an inn at the next town we can find. Mm-hmm. The townsfolks told them to stick to the road. Everything would point to you probably want to walk on a road if you want to find civilization. And they just like walk off into the field mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it, it is raining too it's pouring down rain and like i would get if they were like let's find some cover or whatever but they, uh-huh. they just walked into an open field <laughs> yeah where there's nothing and you don't have a reason for it either yeah. they just walk off and they're the like reason was oh. to progress the plot <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um but watching it the first time i i felt like 
overall, I really like the way that they set up the werewolf attack, um, killing Jack specifically. Because here's the thing, like, you usually see, like, the friend and stuff specifically, like, try to, um save them from who's ever attacking but <laughs> david just hauls it which is, i don't blame him there's a <laughs> yeah. big giant wolf it's just instinctual fear taking over the part that that i didn't buy because i completely bought that fight or flight right mm-hmm. he, he chose flight and just like left his friend behind and i was like okay that's kind of shitty of him but all right <laughs> uh, the part i didn't buy is whenever he stops after 30 seconds and turns around and is like oh no david (laughs) yeah and then like runs back and then he gets mauled by the wolf too it's like what do you think was gonna happen if you're gonna if you're gonna fight off this wolf that was attacking Mm -hmm. him you probably should have turned around in like the first five seconds yeah for uh, sure uh but i did like how he went back like he just had that sense of remorse like oh man i can't do this but i mean i think his friend would have definitely been still dead because that werewolf was tearing into jack like nobody's business like blood is spraying everywhere it is and a i do bath. like that you didn't like get a, a great look at it because because the main mm-hmm. character didn't get a great look at it either like david didn't yeah um but you knew it was like a wolf of some kind and obviously you knew it was a werewolf but like it, mm-hmm. you didn't get a great look at because there are different forms of werewolves you know and there could be like the two-legged like mm-hmm. hairy man it could just be hugh jackman or it, <laughs> um or it could be like a big ass wolf and this was like big ass wolf but you don't really see it in full until later but you know i i definitely agree with uh that bullet point there overall um and i do like because this whole film sets up the idea that they don't explicitly like confirm stuff like they make stuff look like something and then it changes because one of the things that's interesting is after he like um you know is going back for uh uh jack to try to save him and then the wolf turns to him and strikes him down is about to kill him but the village people decide uh they had decided to go out and save them and they shoot him um you know david looks over expecting to see the wolf and just sees a man bleeding on the ground yeah just like a naked dude yeah exactly and then he just passes out and um whenever he wakes up in the hospital they're like oh yeah the villagers reported that you got attacked by some lunatic yeah you know crazy stuff and so then you're wondering to yourself okay is this actually you know a real werewolf or is this going on uh inside his head overall or something like that Mm. there specifically at least uh, it builds more upon that afterwards because they do play on the psychological effect, even though I'm sure you were just like, yeah, werewolf, easy, yeah. werewolf, werewolf money. Well, like, yeah, yeah, obviously werewolf. The part that bothered me was that nobody seemed convinced at all, like not even the police, not even mm-hmm. anybody, that it could have been a regular wolf attack, which is mm-hmm. what he says in the beginning. He was like, it was like a wolf. And they were like, no, and but he has like claw marks all yeah. over his body. I, I, yeah, I think they just said that only because like the people had reported it was a man, and also it'd be like, no, this is like stronger than just a wolf. Yeah, there, like the sheer power to do it. Even the, just you wouldn't at least look at the type of the injuries mm-hmm. and talk to the guy who said it was a wolf and be like, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the police report says yeah. otherwise, so I'm gonna stick with that. But I at least get. Mm-hmm. Why you're saying this? Because you have bite and claw marks all over your body from an obvious animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand that. Um, but I, I do, even if you don't buy it entirely, um, I do like the fact that they do question it more being a psychological thing yeah, yeah. overall. Definitely makes for a more interesting film. Uh, specifically there, uh, especially whenever it comes to David's dreams. It definitely plays more psychological, both yeah. for uh, uh, David himself and the viewer. As right. The viewer's brains is uh, having a hard time comprehending Cause, some cause of them. Because he wakes up in the hospital, right? And mm. He's got to be there for a while to tend to his wounds or whatever. Although he's been there for three weeks already. I don't know why they keep him there for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Um, and he, he, yeah, he has these dreams that, like, obviously the film doesn't reveal to you that it's a dream until after the dream is over because he's mm. having these dreams and he's like, they feel so realistic. Um, and there starts to become a sort of crossover between, like, yeah, what's dream exactly. and what's reality. Yeah, and you don't really know until it does something blatantly out of left field right. there overall. So, because one of the interesting things that I really like that you don't see too many horror films focus on is the fact that. There's a moment where, you know, uh, David's recovering a lot and then Nurse Alex has been kind of slowly befriending him mm -hmm. in a hospital and just reaching out and just trying to get him feeling better. And so one morning whenever uh, David wakes up to eat his breakfast, uh, he sees uh, his good old friend Jack standing there mm -hmm. all mauled up and everything. Yeah. And so that his introduction, which, by the way, kills me. When it, because it's him that says, like, hey, are you going to eat that toast? <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's, like, just one of my favorite trends. <laughs> just reveals, just, you're going to eat that toast? <laughs> um, and so it brings up an interesting bullet point because I feel like the, the relationship they have is same but not, if that makes sense. Like, it's vaguely familiar, but it's also different from how it was whenever he was alive, mm -hmm. specifically. And so, um, whenever it comes to uh, talking about it, he brings up some quandaries uh, about, you know, potentially if David doesn't do the right actions right um that horrible consequences will happen right so I, I think it's kind of an interesting aspect to see a film do specifically the mm -hmm. last time i saw something like this was in uh 2017's uh the mummy with tom cruise really? and uh, i didn't watch it because it didn't have brendan frame <laughs> there's there's not there's not much to find in the movie gotta be honest the mummy's design is cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that that's my review of the mummy. Good night, folks. Um, but this is done immensely better, immensely better to where like it's kind of interesting to see the overall effects mm -hmm. and situation that's going on, and then it also questions like, okay, is he actually a ghost or is this playing in his head specifically? And it's like a sense of remorse overall. Mm -hmm. Um. So I thought that was a very interesting aspect to add to the film. So I yeah. think it helped add like a certain uniqueness to it's like it. Some Hamlet ass shit, you know. Yes, yes, uh -huh. Hamlet. Um, so I, I, I definitely feel like it was interesting to see uh, the character of uh, Jack come back, but instead of just, I mean, he's still a friend to him, but he's also a forewarning. 
about yeah. what is to come unless he takes certain actions. Which is, you know, in in traditional folklore, also uh, this the the what ghosts typically do. Mm-hmm. Even think about you know the Scrooge McDuck movie, uh, <laughs> uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol yeah. <laughs> Classic Dickens story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ghosts come to forewarn of things that are to happen. You know, mm-hmm. Unless actions are taken. Um, that happens all the time in British literature. So. Yes, exactly. And so um, one thing I will say is that the reveal of Jack, like the way he's torn up, it's so brutal. Mm-hmm. But it looks so good. Like it, he definitely does look like he's just been mauled. Right. Uh, specifically, not Darth Maul. <laughs> Star Wars Darth time Maul. again. Yeah. You thought this horror movie podcast? Star Wrong. Wars, baby. Pop of the Star Wars. <laughs> let's talk about Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, man. Let's talk about our character dive into Jar Jar video essay. <laughs> He's a Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> um, so I felt like that was well done. And uh, again, as... <clears throat> shallow as it may be i do think um i like seeing the romance bud between both uh nurse alex and david yeah. like it's just like it's cute yeah there I, I think that's the it's best a way romance plot yeah you no. can guess exactly how it's gonna go but that's fine mm-hmm. yeah no nothing wrong with it yeah. it just makes it fun kickback easy enjoyable um it's a movie focused on the male gaze so they had to give mm-hmm. david a nurse that would uh yeah. let him plow no it, i like i feel like the smaller moments are fun like uh one of my favorite parts of it is whenever nurse alex is this is like one of the first times where she's talking to david and she brings a food into him and he has mm-hmm. the headphones and he keeps, keeps being like hmm? the headphones back on. yeah keep so whatever bitch <laughs> yeah doing that i i think that's just a fun film I mean, fun film. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a fun idea. There's, like, small fun ideas that they implement into the film, and so it just makes it, like, oh, I like the way they did that. That's fun, specifically. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I love the amount of, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking yeah. about, like, there's, like, a moment, like, right after David comes and he's, like, ringing the alarm or whatever, and, like, the yeah. nurse runs into the room, and he's terrified, and his first thing is to just kiss her, just, like, make out with her, and then yeah. push her back, and she does not even alarmed by this. She's just like, yep, all right. Uh, Are you okay? Too, I, I think she definitely had a peak interest in him. Yeah, but uh, even if you're interested in somebody, if they're, like, screaming for their life, and then they just kiss you, I'd, I'd still be like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, be like... Also, if it's my job are you high? to take care of you. Like, imagine if that was, like, a teacher and a student or something, you know what I mean? It crosses lines. You're not supposed to do that as a nurse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely some stuff that is uh, probably against code, but who knows, maybe it's different in the UK. Yeah, maybe they have different rules. You know, if there. you need to go out with a patient, have a little wank. You know, <laughs> no problems here. <laughs> Even a little wank. Just be sure you're uh, back in time, right? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, yeah. her, her boss, the doctor, I guess. It, yeah, Doctor Hers. He definitely didn't mind when he found out later that he was at his flat. You know where this patient was? Like, yeah, he's at my flat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, great, go get him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> kind of skips logic on how stuff goes there. But I also feel like just having uh, 
David like actually spend time with someone in the yeah, flat and yeah. stuff. It's a nice uh, change of scenery overall. No, I agree. With so that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it definitely more fun they and allows more opportunities to explore. They definitely London. needed to get David out of the hospital mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. but keep him around the same scene of all these characters, and that's that's how yeah. they did it. And I, you know, I thought that was fine. So that was definitely a leap of bound there overall. But um, yeah, I, I definitely like just seeing the characters kind of go interact because like i said there's a lot of fun moments that david does specifically it's mostly him that does quirky stuff again alex is pretty straight and narrow on yeah. she's gonna much. take care of him mm. um, somebody to take care of him and then whenever it comes to exploring the mystery i i do like how for the most part it's kind of like one of those things that they're it's not heavily investigated it's just lightly pondered on and stuff it's mostly dr hirsch who does exploring because he's and he like does it at the worst possible time by the way he's like yes he's like get the fuck out of my hospital and then once you're gone i'm gonna see if you're really a werewolf <laughs> suddenly now i believe you <laughs> but <laughs> yeah no i i totally get you uh but i again there's there's stuff that it's like one of those things like you could criticize it and i'm like you're not wrong, <laughs> but I still find it fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, there. It's a, none of this negates the fun factor. Mm-hmm. Just like I can shit on uh, how, how all of the, the fucking robots just die after you destroy one spaceship in Star Wars Episode 1. Oh my god. It's a really stupid fucking Phantom oh. Menace moment. <laughs> I can shit on the, the kid that plays Anakin all day. Uh, no. doesn't mean the movie's not fun. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> I, I, I can spin. That's a neat trick. Yeah. Just takes down the entire. <laughs> All right. All right. We're we're gonna <laughs> read this back in. Is I feel like the bit spoilers is surprisingly a lot more shallow than what I thought it was going to be. The two things I wanted to talk about, yeah, was 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 the change of scenery mostly mm-hmm. and, and the death of. Uh, of his friend and coming back as yeah, a ghost. Yeah, I, I felt like that was very uh, effective and talking about it. Although, like, what did you think about his... Uh, it almost seemed like his personality changed a little bit. Oh, it changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, their dynamics yeah. stayed the yes. same, but his personality changed a lot because he got mauled by a fucking werewolf, you know? Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, a ghost to be, like... Like, it's, it was just kind of more morose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess it would be pretty depressing to oh be like, yeah, I'm a ghost. Flesh cut open and all these teeth hanging out and shit. He's exactly like he's been mauled by a wolf. And mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is like a weird state where we already kind of gave a recommendation, dived a little bit deeper to mid spoilers, and now yeah. we're going to, uh, I, I guess maybe talk about any pros and cons. But I feel like you've hit a lot of the points already, unless there's sure. any you have before big major spoilers. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I think I got that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think definitely got hit the my... bullet points. Like, let's see the number. Let's let's bring out... The, let's roll out the, let's roll roll the numbers. number. Yeah, let's roll the numbers. All right, let's get the numbers, folks. Um, Yeah, I kind of... Just to recap my sort of criticisms I'll dive into, mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the characters were flat. I thought um, some of the side characters were kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the story was fine. The plot was fine. The pacing was pretty good. Um, music design awful. <laughs> Sound design generally though pretty good. Mm-hmm. Werewolf sounds and all that. Oh yeah, that was cool. It's creepy. Um, setting the beginning great. Setting uh, for the rest of the movie sucked. Um, <laughs> and 
Yeah, I thought the, the the script writing in general, most of the dialogue that wasn't between just the two friends and everything, kind of kind of bad, pretty bad actually. <laughs> um, and with all of that in mind, uh, I do think it was fun though, and it was mm-hmm. funny, and it had some zingers. Um, it had some really funny moments that I can't tell if we're supposed to be funny or not, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't matter because it's still funny. Mm-hmm. So that still adds to my score. Um, so overall, I'd give it a 4 out of 10. Okay, so on the same level as Halloween. Yeah, it's on a Halloween level. Very different things that it mm-hmm. got right than Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, I thought, had terrible pacing. This, I thought, had great pacing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But Halloween had a better villain, I thought, than this one. Um, yeah. And, yeah, no, I thought that, I thought they handled certain things a little bit better. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably the same score I'd give The Phantom Menace. And, but I like that movie, too. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and mention my rating now that we've gone on another Star Wars tangent. I was not prepared for this whatsoever. <laughs> um, me, I had fun watching this film again. It Watching it a second time around, I still enjoyed it. Um I don't know if it was one of the things like, oh, it's even better the second time round. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's just films like you could just keep watching over and over. This is like one that's like tapers down a little bit. It's like, initially I rated it higher. Like, I rated it an 8 out of 10. I was just like, man, I really like the stuff they did with this film. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has such a unique vibe to it. I like it a ton. But then watching it a second time round, it wasn't so much like, oh, it's slower or anything else. It's just like, yep. It's doing all the same beats, yep. you know? Yep. It's like whenever you have a really good sandwich, you're like, man, the sandwich is really good. And then, like, the next time you have it, it's exactly the same, but just, like, maybe it came out a little less hot or whatever, and you eat and you're like, yeah, it's still good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the equivalent of watching this film again overall. It's, like, um, really enjoyable. So, not sure if I will bring it down to a 7 or an 8 still. Like, if it's... if it was an eight it'd be like 8.0001 and stuff (laughs) yeah just a barely above an eight there possibly i mean maybe uh i could see it going down 7.5 but it's like still that range for me where there's a lot of stuff i enjoy about it i really felt like the charisma david have even though it was very unrealistic at some points like some of the jumps he has specifically Mm -hmm. He's just a fun character to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'd give him that. There. I mean, I wouldn't say he's like, oh, classic character, like along the lines of like other horror uh, protagonists, which uh, maybe we'll watch later there like, if I talk more about. He feels like a National Lampoon protagonist. Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm glad I, you mentioned that he wrote this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, definitely charming, but I mean, again, not a lot of character depth overall. So again, it's like a film that, I'd enjoy watching every now and then, so I'm happy I have the 4K copy of it. It's Mm -hmm. a really sweet edition of it. So, yeah, I enjoy it there. But there is some stuff that I do have grievances with, which I can't talk about in major spoilers. Mm -hmm. That definitely knocks it down for me. So, uh, without further ado, uh, ladies and germs, uh, please feel free to exit out of the episode if you do not want to be majorly spoiled about stuff, because this is like... No hold. No, yeah. no nothing. We're talking about no, the, the end. We're talking about his affair with the old lady on the tram. Can't believe they put... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. No, I, I was surprised because I was like, oh man, I thought you were about to go straight into spoilers. So Aaron's probably going to fire off a spoiler. Surprised right? they showed a red rocket? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know he was a werewolf, but... Right. 
Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right then. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you talk about uh, one of the biggest spoilers? Because I feel like you've been holding on to one that you've been wanting to just talk about. Which one? The fact um, that he's a werewolf? We kind of yes. talked about I mean, it's kind yeah. of in the title. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's, they dance around the idea, like, oh, is he? Is he not? Because he has a lot of these dreams mm-hmm. and stuff. Some of them alluding to the, the fact he's a werewolf. Other ones, not really. Um, yeah, the other ones were wacky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about the werewolf. So whenever the second moon comes up, uh, it's confirmed. He turns into a werewolf there. Yeah. And so that's the transformation scene I saw at Universal Studios. It was the part where like his it's... face stretched forward, yeah. creating that snout. It actually showed how it did it there oh, specifically. Really? Yeah. That basically it was like a rubber face. And then, like, this mechanism that mm-hmm. just pushed out mm-hmm. there. And so, like, seeing, like, the transformation scene is one of the best, if not the best, That's... werewolf transformation scene yeah. I've ever seen. Because yeah. it's not, like, just one of those, like, you like, after a few seconds, they ponder on it for a long while. You get to see everything. That must have taken a long time, too. Because it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. this is 81, right? There's not like there's like CGI that shit or sprinkle no. up a little touch this up. Or, it was all practical effects and it was like a, like a minute and a half, two minutes of transformation. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. No, it's crazy the yeah. stuff they did. Like showing his hand stretch out yeah. and like his body contort and grow hair and just seeing like slowly like his face change. Like it was very impressive like seeing that around i'm like yeah i could see why people talk about this scene specifically yeah yeah like that i think I, that's the golden scene i thought it was well acted too which is yes i, I can't say that a lot of the scenes were well acted by mm-hmm. mr david there but th- that one was, was really well acted. yeah i know he felt like he was in genuine pain yeah yeah there so that was like well done so i felt like that scene is probably the best scene written just because again you see him have like this normal day where he's just wandering the flat you know mm-hmm. like oh what to do and he's like not hungry still not hungry <laughs> but that was one of the parts that yeah. i was really hand-fisted to because like he was not hungry in the hospital and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like that and you know he's he's having these dreams about feeding on people's werewolves or whatever mm-hmm. that i felt like was appropriately subtle i mm-hmm. thought it was really inappropriate whenever they were just like playing all british music in the background and he's like opening the fridge in this montage he's like i'm not hungry i really would love to eat some people <laughs> i thought that was just like a little like you could have just showed him opening the, you didn't have to say it out loud he's like talking to himself as if like this is what i'm demonstrating right now audience i'm like mm-hmm. i just left that out guys. yeah I, I i just find it to be like one of those uncharacteristic things you see characters do in movies yeah that, i'm just gonna a, narrate what i'm doing <laughs> yes exactly and so you have that and then not really a lot's going on because there's no like scary music or anything really. He's just like kicked back reading a book as you see the full moon. They're playing like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, they start playing a blue moon and stuff there. And then you just see him just scream this horrific scream. He's like, why is it so hot? Yeah. And like, they, they did see yeah. in a little moment there where he like, he mm-hmm. like opens the door and he's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a little toasty, you know, but. I thought that part yeah. was fine. Yeah. No. And then getting into the train, like the, the transformation, yeah. that was great. Yeah, that was like some of the best effects I've seen, you mm-hmm. know, especially whenever it comes to transformation, stuff like that. So uh, Rick Baker just hit it out of the park in that department there. But can I can I just talk about something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably the biggest criticism I have of the whole movie, potentially, okay. is... The fact that whenever they do reveal the werewolf, 
the werewolf looks so goofy. It just <laughs> looks like look it looks goofy. like a were Pomeranian. <laughs> there with how fluffy it is there. And just seeing a walk. Yeah. It yeah. just looks so unnatural, like its body is staying in one place I... while its legs are G mod <laughs> flailing. I definitely thought that that didn't um stand the test of time but i also didn't mm. mind it that much because yeah. it's like it's old it's old practical effects like you know it, yeah it, it, they're gonna look goofy but yeah no it did look goofy. no and i was so disappointed the first time i saw it i'm like this is the werewolf <laughs> yeah. because i i saw like cl- like clips of the transformation scene before i'm like oh man he must look crazy as a werewolf and mm-hmm. he just looks like this weird mammal yeah walking around there um which maybe i'm just used to like the upright you know more humanoid werewolf looking thing specifically and maybe i have an attachment to that but even then i just felt like it's such a weird looking creature because it doesn't i mean i guess it beats a regular wolf just like doing that it's like its own weird creature but just seeing it i was just like man this is just goofy like they had so much build up to it like you know talking about it because you only see glimpses of the werewolf. Right. And then once you see it just fully there, it's just very goofy. I feel like that's often the case in monster movies where they hide the monster for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once you see it fully revealed in the full light, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like alien movies especially, too. It's like then you finally see the alien and you're just like, really? <laughs> yeah, that was the build up there that's overall. The um, but that was one of my biggest grievances is that I felt like for how much work they put into special effects and everything, mm-hmm. especially seeing... Uh, jack decay every time he appears and stuff like how more like haggard and uh decrepit he looks Mm -hmm. i i guess i was just very disappointed with how the wolf looked overall specifically there uh so that was like one of my biggest things but one of the things we keep dancing around is the dreams so i really want to talk about that yeah I don't, I don't even know how I feel about him. You know what I mean? Some of the dreams I felt like were well done. Yeah. Um, like whatever shows him running naked through the forest there. If that's the kind of thing yeah. I would like expect out of this movie. Mm-hmm. If, if you told me a werewolf movie, he gets bit before he fully mm-hmm. turns into a werewolf, he has dreams or whatever. It's like, yeah, I could see that. His dreams where he's like running POV, running through the forest, hunting for deer. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he literally like bites the shit out of a deer's neck, but he's like full human in his dream or whatever. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would think. Yeah, and then it has like the other great gene where it's like uh, he's wandering through the woods um, and he sees himself in a hospital bed and then Nurse Alex checks on him and then like he opens his eyes and mouth and he has like jagged teeth and like, yeah. you know bright yellow eyes there right um i i felt like that was well done some of the dreams like <laughs> i full fully forgot yeah i, I fully <laughs> forgot until it was coming up and i was like oh <laughs> i remember i feel like that was like a idea that should have been left for a different movie but they weren't mm-hmm. gonna make a second movie so they were just like well, we gotta we gotta squeeze it in here. I just cool. I just don't know how it follows up. Like you know, was there something in the book? Because it, it the dream happens after Alex is like reading to him overall. Yeah, yeah. Because like they're not Nazi monsters, but they're definitely like World War Two soldier. As they're like fighters, ghoul things. Yeah. yeah, like they're ghouls that shoot up 
uh, David's entire family, yeah, he, and they're watching the Muppets there. Right, they're having a, <laughs> like, yeah. he's having a dream where he's chilling at home and they're watching the Muppets or whatever. And yeah, these like Gestapo ghoul things kick over the door. Gestapo ghouls. <laughs> they just they literally have Uzis and they just mow down everything in his family, and it's just like violence, you know. And so like I got that from like a you know I see where they were doing this writing the script and the director thinking like okay he's going down to these like more and more obscure more and more off the wall dreams because he's getting crazier and crazier right and they all have to be really violent and it's just gonna be like shock horror blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I like and he's like having trouble discerning what's reality and what's not I got all that like conceptually but the way it was executed was just like really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah nazis kicking the door shooting everybody up they're shooting all the cups and the plates and everything it's just like gratuitous violence i was like what yeah the fuck? well and that's not even a crazy thing because like he wakes up from the dream and alex is like you all right yeah, yeah and then like, and then they oh she opens the curtains and there's another nazi there and then <laughs> yeah like kills her and then wakes up again i'm just like i don't understand the point just, but it's just one of those wacky things right. that just adds to this film's uniqueness. Like, cause That's another one where I could see the argument for, like, yeah, it just wanted to reinforce to you, the audience, and to him that he doesn't know what's real and what's reality because he thought he woke up and he really didn't or whatever. But really, me, the audience, was just like, that was just a cheap way to slip in another jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, um, the And that's pretty much all we see out of the dreams there overall. Um, mm-hmm. So that definitely... I don't know how to feel about that. That's one of the ones that don't know how to feel about it, but it's there, and yeah. I can't say I'm exactly mad that it's there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm in the I, same boat. I, yeah. They kind of drop it immediately once he transforms into For a sure. werewolf the first time. Because um, he does transform into a werewolf twice, right? Yes, uh, twice. Yeah, and it's like, I get why they dropped it, but also, like, I, it was just there as a tool to build suspense and really didn't mm-hmm. make any sense in the story after. Because, like, why why would mm-hmm. it just suddenly get dropped? Uh, one point I definitely want to hit on with this film, exactly, is whenever Jack tells David he needs to kill himself. Yeah. How unique of a situation did you find that to be? Seeing your best friend that died come back and be like, yeah, you need to kill yourself. You're a that's, werewolf. You're going to kill a lot of people if you don't kill yourself. That's one of the things where, like, okay, the dreams and the Jack mm-hmm. telling him to kill himself and everything. That's one of those things that, like, plot-wise, I thought was cool. It was a cool mm-hmm. move. The way it was executed and done in the story, I thought was really dumb. You know what I mean? Really? The way it was written and everything. I was just like, why wouldn't Jack have a little more sympathy? And he he is shown to still have sympathy in Undead yeah, later some. on. Yeah, some. Right, to be yeah. like... Do you mind? This is my friend, you know, whenever he's doing the whole porno yeah. theater, like scene. Oh, yeah, the porno. Which, again, I feel is just another reason to slip boobies in the film. Um, although they did have some funny moments in there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, so he's shown to obviously still have some empathy for his friend and, like, still have that connection, but he knows that he needs to end the bloodline or whatever. Like, why wouldn't... There's, like, a, a bunch of other ways you could advocate for that. Like... Get somebody else to kill you, suicide by cop or whatever, or like just get yourself locked up because you're gonna go crazy and then they will kill you because they kill werewolves or whatever. There's so many different ways that you could be like, uh, buddy, you're a danger to society and to yourself, mm-hmm. and you need to die. Uh, 
you could be like kill yourself and whenever he's like no i'm not going to kill myself because who's who's going to respond to a person they think they're hallucinating yes exactly and just be like oh okay i'll do that thanks pal yeah um yeah just like with what means while i'm backpacking across europe do you think i can just like (laughs) kill myself yeah um while i'm in a mental hospital um or a hospital of any sort yeah um because that's yeah. a weird thing like you feel like he would still have the reasoning enough to be like fine if you're not going to kill yourself lock yourself up or whatever um yeah at least have some remorse that right. like look um explain the situation because that's where i feel like it's the same character but not yeah and so it's like that weird space overall there so i wasn't sure how to feel about it not to mention uh i'm surprised that in the situation that the parents didn't try to come over sooner because if he's been there for three weeks or something or yeah he's been there yeah yeah, yeah. presumably for longer than three weeks without calling because mm-hmm. he was been passed out for three weeks in the hospital mm-hmm. whenever he first wakes up so there's probably like at least a week before that where he's traveling and then like you know he's in the hospital for another week yeah. it's been a long time since he's been in contact with his which i guess that's uh frank oz's uh job is just to show the legal thing of like hey just here he's like really not understanding of this guy's circumstance Mm -hmm. hey you just woke up blah blah yeah exactly yeah and like yeah Mm. the fact that you wouldn't want your your kid home soon after being released from the hospital when his best his best friend was murdered mm -hmm. and they apparently attended his funeral you know what i mean yeah it's kind of weird like Whenever they don't have some stuff. So there is some stuff that does not follow in right. this film. And it's not like they just didn't want to cast mm-hmm. a, uh, a cast of actors for his family. Because we see them get shot up by Nazi <laughs> Gestapo people in a scene that doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. so it, it definitely was interesting. But I do, you know, even though it definitely uh, is kind of like one of those things. Like, of course, he's not going to kill himself. I do like that dynamic and that pressure of just... Just kill yourself, dude. Just kill just yourself. Kill. It's like you're on an Xbox Live chat. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> and so, um, and then once he turns into the wolf and surprise kills six people there, mm-hmm. I also thought it was a very strong scene uh, whenever uh, he does go into the uh, porno theater. <laughs> that uh, oh, by the way, he only goes to the porn theater because Jack motioned him like, "Hey, come on." Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, apparently John Landis directed that porn video. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, that was one of the funniest parts of the movie, actually, was when they were just watching the porno, and, like, the guy comes in, and he's like, I told you never to do this again, or whatever. And the guy's like, you never told me anything. And he's like, not you, idiot. And he's like, I don't, and the girl's like, I don't know who you are. And he's just like, oh, sorry. And, like, walks out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I feel like they mm. just, like, already had boobies and dick in this film, so they mm. were just like, you know, let's put, a, put them in a porno theater. No, for sure. And so, uh, I feel like it is a good scene, though, to, like, see the other victims and stuff, and then yeah. you just literally have, again, Xbox Live chat, the whole team hates you. <laughs> right. Just kill yourself, dude. Although I love how, like, uh the groups were different and stuff because mm-hmm. you have one that's like very stern most of them um, were like yeah. upbeat like the couple uh, yeah. even it was just yeah, like the couple. wow you could drown yourself Woo! yeah <laughs> they were just like we're happy we're dead yeah i they're just cheery people overall they like to have fun <laughs> um but 
seeing their deaths on screen because you don't see them get attacked by the werewolf mm-hmm. per se, but you know that they uh, do. It, it it's interesting because I know that's where you had a lot of giggles. <laughs> Most of the deaths <laughs> once he turns into a werewolf are really funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that first one was he he attacks that couple in the backyard. Yeah, it's the flat. that one was funny to me because like <laughs> they're getting mauled like. I don't know, a matter of yards away from this window where the this yeah. other couple's expecting them, apparently. And this woman's just looking out the window. She's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Something's out there, John. And it's like, you can probably see this werewolf just mauling them. Nah, She's like, it's nighttime. It's too dark. It, it just seemed like incredibly British. It seemed like that literally <laughs> yeah. the fucking family guy moment where they were like, how do British people have sex? And they're like, hmm, quite. I'm arriving. You know, that's like that's exactly what it was like, just watching your friends get mauled by a werewolf and be like, I think you should investigate. <laughs> Something's the, out there. I, I love how he has his glass with him the entire right. time. He's as just he's... like sauntering out with his <laughs> glass of alcohol and like, mm, let me go walk out where I've heard terrifying screams of people dying. Just like, mm, the missus. Anything's better than being around the old bowl and chain. Am I right? <laughs> Please save me from this. Uh, but that one was funny. Uh, the guy he kills in the subway is funny. Yeah, because that part's actually terrifying until he trips on the escalator and just yeah. like <laughs> comically flings his suitcase and is like, "Oh, it's like whenever you forget how to run in a dream and just like lays down and dies." That then it became funny, and then mm-hmm. the funniest part of the whole movie. Oh, whenever the, he breaks it's at, out, it's at the very end. Yeah, he's breaking it through the porno theater or whatever. And there's this huge crowd around, and all these bobbies are like, stop trying to get yourselves killed, large audience of people. Yeah, Um, because he turns into the werewolf the second time. Right, right, in the theater, and he kills a bunch of people. And Mm -hmm. they they locked him in, and they tried to keep him in. And he breaks out, and, uh, you know, starts staring people up, and people start fleeing everywhere. And people just, like, don't know, just forget how to drive in Piccadilly (laughs) Circus. And it's just this long, like, minute and a half scene of, like, cars slamming into each other. And, like, this cop gets sandwiched between two cars. And, like, people are getting run over. Mm. It is just, like, the violence was so over the top. And it was just, I was, could not stop laughing for, like, the entire thing. Uh, Yeah, it was definitely very chaotic. It was more chaotic than what I remembered, even. Yeah, it was just, like... (laughs) Imagine letting your dog off a leash and you kill <laughs> fucking 20 people in, in, a, in a small intersection because of a... Beware of the werewolf. Like, he didn't have to... Motor lay, vehicle haps, accidents will occur. He didn't have to bite a single fucking... Per, like, he, he killed the inspector and like on the sidewalk and somehow that killed 20 extra people because of the ensuing ridiculous car crash. Oh, yeah. That was, that was definitely insane uh, seeing all of that. Um. <clears throat> oh man, yeah, that was a that was a wacky, crazy scene there. Oh, yeah, those were mm. some of the uh, side characters I really hated. Actually, the the inspector and his like goofy sidekick guy that couldn't tie his tie. Yeah, exactly. But that was like that was where most of the failed comedy was for me. It was just that 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 one fucking guy. Yeah. Like, I'll get to the bottom of it. Oops! He closed the door on me. Goodness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of moments that should feel like they're adding character, but they don't. Like, whenever. 
They should not have been in the movie. There's no reason they, they no didn't no play they any they, part. Did, they don't really do much. And then like even though I really like uh, Nurse Alex a lot, mm-hmm. there was some stuff that I just never felt like developed. Like whenever she talks to the kid in the bed who just says no, no. <laughs> yeah. And again, I I definitely feel like she needed more screen time to develop the character. I just felt like that scene didn't really that didn't do it. Yeah, they were trying do. they were trying to like develop her to like she's this like Mother Teresa type caretaker mm-hmm. that wants to make everybody better, and that's why she's invested in in David is because he's he's troubled but he's also a handsome American or whatever I just felt like they really ham-fisted some scenes where she's just like I find you very attractive it's just like it's obvious that this was like a male fantasy you know what I mean like <laughs> like they Mary sued the shit out of this David character that becomes a werewolf because he's just like oh I just have to be mm. creepy in a hospital and all these hot fucking nurses will <laughs> want to fucking screw me and take care of me for months I think he's Jewish <laughs> How can you tell? Well, there's one way to find out. <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm gonna slap the schmegma right out of his uncut dick that oh flops through half the movie. I do, I do. Yes. I, that's uh, one of the more progressive things, actually. Is you only kind of see a little bit of nipple. Yeah, I mean? not a lot of nip. Not a lot of nip, but because there's a lot of male nudity, because there's like people transforming mm-hmm. in and out of werewolves. Um, and, you know, a lot of male ass, which I thought was great. But they weren't afraid to show little snippets of the dong here and there. No. Especially when he's running through the zoo. That's one of the better oh, scenes. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes. Waking up in the wolf enclosure where he's naked and it just crawls out. Mm-hmm. And then he, 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 he runs into that older woman. He's like, excuse me, you know. <laughs> and she's just like, run. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. Off again. Um, and then I just love him. Trying to get the kid to come to the bush. I'll give you a pound. <laughs> Two pounds. Who are you? I'm the balloon thief. <laughs> Why would a thief pay me for balloons? Oh my Is gosh. It... And he just comes out naked and just grabs it and just starts running. I thought that part was That's... extra funny because oh. as soon as that happened, I like made a mocking voice of the kid and I was like, Mommy. I just saw an American man steal my <laughs> balloons. And then that's literally the exact scene that happens immediately after. And I was like, uh, hey, I should have wrote this movie. I, I know. And I just love that slick motion of seeing the couple on the bench and just seeing him run. <laughs> balloons <laughs> flopping around and then him just snatching up the coat. Yeah, she steals her coat. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and I do but... think it was actually funny when he's like standing in line for the bus. and Yeah. <laughs> and he's just wearing a, like a woman's overcoat and nothing else. And yeah, people are like looking at him, and he's like, "Nice weather we're having, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> no, I I thought it was done. Again, I feel like uh, the actor just does a really good job. He does a good job in those comedic mm-hmm. moments. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like where he really failed was in all the moments he was supposed to be serious. <laughs> yeah, was... some of them. Although, like I said, the transformation yeah, scene that, that right. was yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but I feel like they purposely just nitpick and really hyper focus. Like, okay, you have to really mm-hmm. like sell this right specifically um because the serious moments he he's kind of serious and not that's kind of how i felt with jack like talking to him mm-hmm. and i because i felt like he was goofy yeah and serious at the same time like it was a weird mixture because you I see him jack do goofy did, stuff yeah and jack did a better job at it i think mm-hmm. the actor that played jack yeah the actor yeah. that played daniel i feel like yeah whenever he was like in the romance mm-hmm. scenes and in the scenes where he's trying to convince people that he's a werewolf. It's like he was mm-hmm. given these lines that he could at least like ponder. I think specifically yeah. there's one in the hospital where he was like, um, he's like, there's nothing wrong with my memory, you know, 
but maybe there's something wrong with my sanity. He delivers it like pretty much yeah. just like that. Like he's fucking Luke Skywalker, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's like, ugh. you could have at least like waited and been like, there's like nothing wrong with my memory. And then just like gave it a pause or something and be like, maybe there's something wrong with my sanity. You know? But where yeah. you could actually be like reflecting on it, but he's just like, it looks like he's cold reading off a script. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I, I could hear you. I, get uh, it. I, I do like one of the scenes. Like, one of the scenes that I like a lot is whenever he's just like, you know what? I really feel good today. I don't know what it is. I just feel really good. <laughs> well, that's because he got to be goofy again. Yeah. He's like, yeah. on Well, and, and not only that, but like the scene that follows up whenever he gets in a taxi cab, it's like, yeah, about the motors, Boba Fleet Street it is. <laughs> and then he just has this grim realization. There was people that got basically massacred last night and yeah. i was warned i was going to kill people yeah so then he does that and then he's like walking away he's like i'm gonna get myself arrested yeah and he's just like um you know alk is like calm down calm down and he's like oh yeah it's easy for you to say i'm a fucking werewolf yeah yeah um i i feel like that was uh well done i think so like it, it was a fun moment it was and then him trying to get arrested the queen is a man <laughs> just crazy american queen man Winston Churchill is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just runs the gambit. Mm -hmm. They were like, we already got yeah. the R rating. So he just like says, he's literally like, yeah. fuck, shit, cunt. Yeah, yeah, going <laughs> Which one of these is going to get me arrested? <laughs> exactly. Um, but there is one thing about the scene that does bother me. And it's whenever uh, Alex is really trying like, look, I talked with the doctor. He says he could help there. Why don't we go back to the hospital right. and stuff? But I guess... I understand David's just emotionally upset. He's like, no, no, mm -hmm. it's nobody can fix this. You know, I have to deal with it there, which I will mention. I like the third time uh, Jack appears as a ghost and he's just like that skeleton figure and stuff. And whenever yeah. he walks in, he's not immediately like, I told you so. He's just like, yep, this is exactly yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I mentioned. And he's like, you really need to kill yourself, dude. <laughs> But he's, like, so nice about it. He's like, dude, you probably need to kill yourself. KYS, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. Like, you really? know, like, if I could just kill myself for a month. <laughs> you know, just the way he talked about suicide there. I feel like that's the same way uh, Jack talks about suicide to David. <laughs> you could just kill yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because you hear stuff like, I can hang myself. It's like... Nah, because if you do it incorrectly, it'll just be painful and you'll suffocate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like a weird thing where it's like he's sensitive to his emotions and insensitive. Right. Whenever it comes to mentioning it. So I wish maybe that would have been a little bit better fine-tuned mm -hmm. for the film there. Um, But overall, I felt like that scene was just good. I feel like there's a lot of good ideas they implement in this film there mm -hmm. maybe not the cleanest execution though if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah i would agree with that mm -hmm. like, there's even like and i don't think this is necessarily mm -hmm. a great idea but like he calls his family and tells them he loves them <sighs> and then he goes to kill himself with a pocket knife and can't do it it's mm -hmm. like i get why on paper that would look fine the execution was just bad. no it, it wasn't a great execution there which is disappointing mm -hmm. but you know i like the idea one thing, uh, speaking of executions, <laughs> how about we talk about the ending? Oh yeah. So, I liked what they were trying to do, yes. but it yeah. kind of was sloppy. Like, oh, yeah, it really, really was, like, it just flies by. Like, as soon as he turns into the werewolf for the second time, it's just, basically, the film's about to be over. Right. 
there. And so I like the idea that basically, you know, uh, Alex is trying to reach out to his humanity and stuff, mm -hmm. see if he could call uh, him back there just hoping for anything. Because, again, you know, she's fallen in love, has mm -hmm. been smitten mm -hmm. by him. And so she's like, let me reach out to him, see if the human side's there. And then turns out uh, not so much as he goes to lunch after her, all the right. people. Which I do like that they talk about the silver bullet. Because did you know about the silver bullet mythos about killing a werewolf with yeah, a silver yeah, bullet? Yeah. yeah. That it was just like, don't I need a silver bullet to shoot myself? And they're like, please. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I'm glad they add that clarification there because mm -hmm. I would have the same question otherwise. But right. um, seeing him be killed in the alley there and you see, like, the body, you know, there. And I also like it in the fact that, I don't, I mean, clearly the people saw him as a wolf, right? Right. And then they just go up and they see him as a human. And then there's, like, a sorrowful moment for Alex there. And then... Uh, they don't Doc linger on it. No. Almost immediately mm -hmm. rolled the credits. <laughs> yeah, but it has the most like my brain couldn't comprehend what just happened because you have this morose silent moment of <laughs> seeing our main protagonist be killed there and then that's like the main moment of like okay this is a really shitty music moment <laughs> why would you do that i don't know like i feel like again it's just that weird thing that i feel like uh john landis took this as a horror and as a comedy somehow yeah and like, like and you can do that obviously mm, no I mean, it, like, yeah. um God, uh, Scream, I feel like, is one of the ones yes, that does that. No, I felt like that did it That does better. it great. Yeah, that, that, that did an excellent job of that. Mm. Um, I feel like this didn't. Yeah. This didn't mix them well enough. Like, yeah. You can have those two elements, but it's like, and you can make it jarring on purpose sometimes, mm -hmm. but like, the, yeah. you, the way, there's not there's not a clear line between the two, and it didn't, just didn't mm. work. Didn't work this time. Um, But yeah, so like, the overall ending scene is another one that I have a problem with, because again, I'm like, I feel like, yeah, I'm I'm fine with the main person being shot because I felt like again it was mm -hmm. just made abundantly clear he's just going to keep being a problem right. overall, and so it makes sense that they would. I feel like shoot. it could be better. Can I pitch my 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 better ending? Yeah, this movie? sure. I would love to hear it. Not, okay. not I, I didn't mean to like. I like to see what you could come up with. No, with no, this I'd love to hear. Yeah, no, I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> Okay, so they this is one of the ham-fisted moments that I was like, okay, whatever, like I, it's fine. That mm. they they're like in bed or whatever, and uh, which time? Uh, the time where they're talking, not the uh, <laughs> strangely elongated sex scene that could have been literally four times as short. Um, not that time, but they're talking, and he's worried about being a werewolf or whatever, and he's talking about the Wolfman, and he's like no, the werewolf has to be killed by somebody who loves him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they do the, like, I love you exchanges throughout the movie. Um, and so, you you know, you, the nurse is probably going to kill him. And that's kind of how they wrote it, where she goes and reaches out to his humanity, he lunges at her, and then the whole firing squad behind her shoots him. But she obviously wasn't trying to kill him at all. She was trying mm -mm. to... Like, so, like, they set that whole thing up, and then they didn't really execute it at all. And not even in a way where, like, it would betray audience expectation. They just, like, tried to sort of technically slip it in, mm -hmm. but it just didn't work to me. So the way I would fix that, right? Okay, you have the whole firing squad scene, or whatever, whatever. Um, uh, maybe there's something they set up earlier in the movie 
where it's like their special little spot or whatever, you know? And that's where she first says she loves them. And that's where he first says he loves her or something. And there's like a place of significance, right? And then they go past that. All this stuff develops. Um, the werewolf breaks loose. They're looking for him. They can't find him anywhere. And she's like, I bet I know where he is. And she goes there and she tries to reach out to him, right? Mm. Uh, and and does the whole scene again, but then you realize mm-hmm. his humanity's lost. He lunges at her, and then she actually does like shoot him or stab him or something and kill the wolf. So she's actually the one that ends his life, and she's hesitant to do it, but she like does it out of self defense. And then and then you could see her complicated emotion, and that would make her a more full and more realized character with an actually complete character arc because she spent all this time being a caretaker of people and not one to resort to violence and has always tried to become the one that you know to follow the hippocratic oath and then she shatters that with somebody that she loves wouldn't that have been a more interesting ending but yes no i i totally agree i think it definitely would because just having a swat team take out the wolf is definitely kind of anticlimactic right there specifically so i think that's also good plus Mm -hmm. i had an idea while you were talking about it you know you talked about the villagers basically being like very very not deep right what if the first werewolf was only killed um because one of the people from the village uh that was like a former lover or something like that Mm -hmm. and the werewolf was only roaming around because the person didn't initially have the heart or guts to do that but it's then finally broken down like I can't keep letting more people die. Oh, that would be so much more interesting. Yeah, and, and then they allude to it more whenever yeah, Dr. Hirsch goes back. Exactly. He yeah. goes, and that's the person in the bar that walks out with the umbrella or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and, and it's like some And that's why he tells them. Yeah, and they'd be like, I couldn't, I can't stand it anymore. I had to kill him or whatever. Mm. And, you know, that would be, that would give more interesting detail mm. and actually provide something to the story for Dr. Hershey's visit because it really doesn't feel like it matters at all because I feel like the audience mm. knows. He knows his werewolf. He's not really getting confirmation here. What does it matter if the mm-hmm. doctor gets confirmation of this because the doctor doesn't end up resolving it anyways because he doesn't go back to the hospital. You know, it's like, it, it feels like it's a really like short-sighted plot point. Uh, mm-hmm. But... That would have made him so much more interesting. No, I, I definitely think so. Like, that actually kind of made me excited. I'm like, yeah, I would have liked that as opposed to just SWAT team comes in, you know, she tries and shoots it, which I feel like as own, it's fine. It's and fine. So, yeah. Yeah. And you could say it would have been cheesy, yeah, but it, could, it has mm-hmm. the potential for that way of ending to be cheesy, but the movie mm-hmm. already gave all the cheese to you with the, yeah. with the lovey-stubby stuff part. So, like, that was already in there. You should have at least seen it through, you know. Mm-hmm um but no i i think that's definitely a strong point so i would agree that would have been better what? that idea there so well, let's uh, remake them <laughs> I, I know it, whenever you make the remake to an american werewolf or in london the reboot right. <laughs> if you will um you'll definitely have to implement that mm-hmm. um, it also would have been cool if like they also showed the weapon somehow beforehand oh he, yeah where he was like why do you have this and she's like oh you know my dad was really into folklore or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, because she has a collection of stuff like she Mickey a, Mouse, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse And she has stuff, this huge library, posters. too. Yeah. yeah. So I could see her having something like that. So that would also be a nifty uh, point to contest there. Because mm-hmm. she also hears, a, uh, hears them talk about being a werewolf 24-7. Right. There. So I think that definitely would have been... Uh, better point to play on maybe add more to her character a bit mm-hmm. as opposed to spending time with like 
you know, because obviously it supported UC or do nurse stuff, but I don't feel like it added that much stuff right. seeing it. So that's just overall thoughts. Um, was there any other points you wanted to hit on specifically? Like any other stuff you felt like we haven't talked about? I know it's been like a weird segmented thing <laughs> where we fragmented it. Yeah, yeah. Mostly uh, so, uh, surrounding uh, Jack's death there. Because exactly. I feel like it's one of those things like it happens at the beginning of the film, but it also has a big... Thing. Yeah, it's not like right. so much like the ring where it's like literally first yeah. five seconds there right mm-hmm. um yeah no no i'm, I'm glad we kind of mm-hmm. covered it in this tiered way where i could explain my interests and grievances in layers because mm-hmm. i think we covered it all that way no um but yeah no i think you definitely <laughs> you definitely uh, raised some uh good points there some good criticisms there and so um again that's why watching this and kind of agreeing with you i'm like yeah you know it's not the best that's why it's like um it might actually now be from 8.0001 now it's going to be like point seven nine 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 yeah like because i i still enjoy it despite its defaults because it mm-hmm. has a lot of unique aspects to it but i totally understand where you're coming from it's not like a uh i disagree you know with right. that i'm like no you definitely hit the points i just feel like the film does enough unique stuff there yeah. like i just love the overall theme like i said of just seeing that the slaughter lamb mm-hmm. like the painted and thing I, I wish we spent more time yeah. there because that was that was that one of the been... stronger settings mm, in the movie. no yeah because once you get to london it's fairly boring yeah there. London. You ever been to London? Yeah, the it's most exciting part was the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think there's anything else I can really add to this review there. I know <laughs> uh, a tenth of it, at the very least, has been dedicated to Star Wars, if not <laughs> one nine. <laughs> well, it's just the teaser to our future podcast. I, I know. You'll have to tell me the podcast name and when it happens and when we recorded. Poppin' the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that's um our overall thoughts on uh american werewolf in uh london like i said even though you rated low you still recommend people watch it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know. it's a vibe for sure mm-hmm. if you're looking if you are looking for like a star wars episode one type movie <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> fun but bad uh give it a whirl yeah absolutely um so I guess with that in mind, we'll talk about the next episode. Now, I I thought really hard about this next episode because I knew at some point in another time we would come to this point where we're going, we've gone through so far. This has been our 19th film we have uh, talked about here, Papa Scary. So, yeah, 19 horror films there. And yes, 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 yes. It's consent. I just gave it to all of you. You heard it here, folks. Consent <laughs> given by Aaron. You're welcome. Um, I knew at some point we were probably going to watch a sequel. Yeah. And while I don't think this is going to start a spree of sequels like back to back now, mm-hmm. I feel like this time it's appropriate that we're going to revisit one of the films we just watched mm-hmm. and its sequel there. So that that's that gives you like you have a one in nineteen chance of getting a right ah, there. Okay. Um, so got that, but I'm also choosing it because this particular 
franchise is having a video game come out oh. uh, in the next couple of weeks. Oh. It's having a video game. So I feel like by the time it releases, it'll be around the time the video game does. Oh. And, and it is also in the 80s. Okay, so the sequel's in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. The sequel is in the 80s. And uh, to give you a last hint, it's a film that is one of the lower rated ones. Is it Halloween 2? It is not this time. Oh. It is not, but it is, I believe it was the film before Halloween. Let me just confirm with my list. It was the film before Halloween. It's in between Hellraiser and Halloween. I, I was going to so tell you. The third, not... the third film we watched. Yeah, then. the third film. What was the third film? And I think it actually might be our the... shortest episode. It goes Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hellraiser, something, Halloween. What's the something? Um, and uh, Friday the 13th? Close, close, close again. <laughs> that, that, right. I feel like that was number five. Right? That was number five. Um, that was number five. It's so, I it, yeah. It makes me happy we're visiting this film, <laughs> um, and uh, it is in uh, a location. Oh, location! Thanks. That narrows it down. <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> okay. Is it evil okay. Dead? It is okay. Evil Dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Evil Dead. It's actually having a video game come out. Wow. Yeah. So, uh... It's Evil Dead 2, right? Yes, Evil Dead 2. So, I'm going... I, I feel like it's time to visit this sequel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is probably going to be the most interesting sequel out of all the sequels to uh, analyze. Yeah, I remember you saying a little bit about it on the when we talked about Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. Just like that, it doesn't... It isn't really about like the forest and the cabin anymore, right? Or no, is it? I I I, I won't give okay. away too okay. much. I'll let you ponder on it All and right. stuff. But uh, yeah, folks that have seen Evil Dead Two, uh, you know that we're about to take another crazy trip uh, back over to the cabin. So okay. uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of uh, Papa the Scary, and we'll see y'all again next time when we're popping the scary with Evil Dead Two. Wow! <laughs> I feel super bad. I led you on again, but at least you knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You named every film around it. <laughs> there. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, well, yeah. we watched third. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, CastBox, or iTunes platforms to stay up to date when new episodes drop. To see what Aaron and I are up to, check out our respective Twitter accounts. For me, it is at ColkirkVA, and for Aaron, it is at AnimalGameDev. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We'll speak to you all again next time when we're popping the scary. And I will, like, you know, while I will never say, oh, it's better than the original trilogy, as sacrilegious as it is to say, I'd almost rather keep the prequels, which are not as solid films as the first three right. films, just because how 
enjoyable they are. Right. I feel like they're even mm-hmm. a little bit more imaginative than, than the original. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah George yeah. Lucas was having a heyday. Well, yeah, because whenever he made mm-hmm. the, like, the original trilogy, he had his wife making sure that he didn't do bad shit and saying stuff. And you could see him kind of going off the deep end in episode six. Yeah, because everyone I mean? was kind of afraid to tell him no. Right, right. And then by the time he goes back and he makes the prequels, he he's divorced mm-hmm. from his wife. He has yeah. a giant head, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Yes. <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, let's make Gungans, and they fart all the time. Yeah. And like, okay, George. Yeah, because they're like, they're just he, all yes men. Yeah, he's a genius, so I guess. Let's, mm-hmm. let's let him do it. And then, you know, you still got a lot of that creative genius in there, but you you didn't have any of the editorial oversight. Just said, George, let's not do this yeah. part. <laughs> like, let's, let's just cut this part out. Yeah. Lord, I wish he could have made the other trilogy. <laughs> it would have been a lot better. Yeah. yeah. I... I, I to be honest, I perfectly agree. <laughs> I, I, you know, people may fight me on it, but I, I wouldn't say they're going to be the best films ever mm-hmm. made, but he would have made them fun. They would have been fun. They would have been fun. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, yeah, these films were not, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I feel like we have, I could, I could start a whole new podcast and no, I dude, have considered starting well, a whole new I, podcast. I, I remember it. that we, especially because of your certain hatred of episode nine I fucking hate nine. yeah i mean like i said i'm up the invitation's open the door is I, open so i had a couple friends over maybe yeah. months and months ago like shortly after we had talked about that and we were all drinking and i was like what are we gonna do but i'm gonna put on episode nine and i just hit record on my mic and just recorded our reactions are to you it. kidding no i did it oh my <laughs> you psycho my, oh. they haven't been back to my house <laughs> i don't blame you was it a lot of silence or groans it was a lot of silence and then just like bitching at the end <laughs> it was there was there were several groans too but it was just like uh, I, I like reignited the trauma of one of my friends that was literally like number one Star Wars fan, and then like had, oh had, yeah, you told me about yeah him. yeah he was there and, he, and that was the first time he was watching the film since it was in theaters again, and he was just like it's you, it's just like a dead dead inside kind of thing. Like he used to be the Star Wars guy, and then Star Wars episode that just man. snuffed out the light, yeah, he the hasn't flame. E- he hasn't even finished watching the Mandalorian because he just hates Luke now because of the new trilogy. <laughs> And he's, <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to see him. And he, and he also hates Boba Fett because the Star Wars community is just like yeah. little Boba Fett fanboys. And he's just like, hey, Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not wrong. He's uh, but uh, so, I mean, I, I know we've derailed a bit, yeah, but I have to bit. know right now. <laughs> yeah. How was it the second time round? I feel like I was numb to certain things, so it was fine. This was like right as like right before the live slug reaction meme was going around have you seen (laughs) yes i've seen that and and my friend jordan actually pointed it out he was like they cut immediately to the shot of a slug right after canonical gay (laughs) and my friend jordan has this this theme that like or this theory that they they cut rose out of all the promotional material and replaced it with the slug cloud is his name he has like an official page and everything he's got backstory because of the backlash from episode eight and disney was pandering to racist women haters although i i you know rose was a terrible character <laughs> she was she was poorly written she was terrible. like and but, it's not the actress's fault no who just not. got destroyed on twitter yeah which was like yeah. awful like it's awful on both mm-hmm. sides like you shouldn't have just like destroyed the actual actress on twitter like what the fuck guys mm-hmm. also that was a terrible character 
oh my uh, god from a not good movie i actually really liked episode eight the first time i watched it but there was like a sinking feeling inside of me where i was like it's just it's just off yeah <laughs> i was like i was like there's there was a lot of good things about that movie but there's so many things that just like and so i went and saw it again like a week later like right because i watched i watched it right when it released and then i saw it a week later and i was like huh why does that doesn't sit well with me and then I had to watch it again because my family's watching it and I watched it with them. And, I, and ever <sighs> since then, I was just like, that was a shit movie. <laughs> like, I thought it was good the first time I watched it because it was the first time a Star Wars movie actually felt like a um, somebody made a proper movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. Just, it just happened to be set in the Star Wars universe. And I had some beef about it, you know, about a little bit about like, you know, eh, the entire thing takes place in a spaceship, really. And they only escaped to like a shitty episode one remake casino planet where they're trying to be yes and it's just i was like oh. rose's character was bad and there was a lot of cheesy lines and <laughs> power love is what says just i guess i met you three days ago you know whatever. yeah <laughs> uh, but i really liked uh, the character that um what's his name what's his name it's the hispanic guy with the stutter who's like the splicer in the episode eight, you remember that? Oh, Benicio del Toro's yeah, character. Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved his character. He's so good yeah. and so underutilized. Yeah, and so I think I think that aspect of it just made me like I like this film. And then even like the fucking the the lightsaber battle between Rey and, and Kylo was really cool. Oh, like, that just, yeah, that yeah. scene in the room was yeah. really well done. I was like, yeah, 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 this is cool. So that, that all that was like hyping me up for episode eight, but there's like pretty much everything else was just like. Oh my God, I yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, we could do a Star Wars podcast and focus on just different aspects. I like, have to like rewatch the trilogy though. I I I need to be really drunk to do that again. Do, we could do it. Yeah, I, I I mean, like I said, I'm up for it. Let let it be known, I am up for watching the Star Wars. We could trilogy. seriously do this every week and I, heck for, i'll buy all the films in 4k for, uh, for, we'll, we'll have the ultimate experience I, i'm serious when i'm telling you that i could talk about these same films and say something new about it every time about what i fucking hate about them. yeah <laughs> and we could do this podcast for a fucking year like i that's that's how that's, much I, those films that, are awful. that's perfectly me. okay i'm used to repeating conversations so <laughs> it works out perfectly for the format so <laughs> that's surprising i'd probably I don't know what I'd rate The Phantom Menace. Maybe if we do an episode, I'll have to yeah. let you know what I rate it. Well, the spoiler alert for that one, I give it yep. a four and a ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sneak preview. Episode two, though, that that gets down into the depths of, uh, oh, of my scores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although, it's uh, a like, bad movie. I know we've talked extensively about Star Wars more than what I was prepared to, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I remember hating episode two, yeah. and then I rewatched it. Uh-huh. Not as bad. I, I had the complete opposite. What I what, really as a kid, I really liked Episode Two because I just remembered mm. it being more about like the Clone Wars and Count Dooku and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And whenever I rewatch it, it's mostly about like shitty rapey romance scene with Anakin and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate sand and is and I just I disliked it a lot more the more I watched it. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe it's fun with friends. I think I think it has great moments. Um, there's there's mm. a lot of great moments, but it's kind of like my recollection of episode six, where I remember, um, you know, it's starting out. Luke does a mm. backflip, jumps over the Sarlacc pit. They go straight to the Ewoks. Mm. It's a great time. Rewatching yeah. that movie, I realize there's like thirty minutes in the beginning that don't fucking mean anything. Oh no, my gosh, it's literally just a flex. Right, and then there's just like a really shitty elongated Ewok mm-hmm. scene. And the, the oh my gosh, so, uh, thank you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, talking. man. 
this fucking sucks. I remember this movie being a lot better because in retrospect, because like remembering mm-hmm. it, I just remembered the good parts. So I can do the same thing with episode two. Episode two. There's a lot of great parts in there. I love the Coliseum scene. I love the um, the the Camino uh, planet shit and and just uh, Obi Wan being a detective and you know, <laughs> all that's cool. Um, but so much in the movie is not that, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. No, that, well, you know, it's funny. Because um, I'm happy you mentioned that because a lot of people are like, episode six is my favorite. I'm like, cool. I, I like the part with Darth Vader in it. Yeah. All 20 minutes of it. Episode six sucks. Yeah. It's a, they wrap it up well, but there's so much no. suck in yeah. that movie. God dang, I just want to do a podcast episode <laughs> and just talk about it. I have so much to say. But like, just, just to add a controversial thing, I like two better than six. I could see that and from just an enjoyment standpoint yeah yeah they're yeah both, they're both i feel like the weakest movies in their trilogy absolutely 100 so, percent agree yeah